And welcome everyone to Dark Feather Gaming. This is our gaming news podcast, episode 40. This is Thor, as always, and tonight I'm here with Doc and Sasquatch Senpai. So quite a few things to cover tonight since we did not uh, meet last week. The first uh, little bit has a lot of good PlayStation and Sony news. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Steam first, though. We have a rumor that Valve is trying to get Xbox Game Pass on Steam. Oops. Um, And like I said, right right now, this is still kind of just a rumor. but uh, it was some I can't remember some YouTuber um, was saying that Valve is pursuing uh, getting Xbox Game Pass um, so that the games that are oh. available on there will be available for Steam users. Um, and it's not completely unrealistic. I don't I don't know. I, I don't think it's something that would fly personally. I don't see why Microsoft would do that. It was a Tyler McVicker was the uh, yeah, YouTuber. Yeah. It was a uh, Q&A with both Valve and uh, id. So. <clears throat> it was like yeah, a two-parter. I just, I, I mean, like I said, it's not it's not totally out of the realm of realism, but I don't, I, it just doesn't, I don't see the benefit to uh, Microsoft if they were to do something like that. And Microsoft does not have a habit of doing things that doesn't benefit them, so. I mean, that would probably... I think a lot of the people who don't have PC Games Pass is probably because it's yet another storefront that they would need to install. Mm-hmm. If they had all the access to all those games through the Steam clients, uh, and it's they they might be able to do it. I mean, you can purchase other game subscriptions through the Steam client. Um, Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, Guild Wars or not Guild Wars? Guild Wars isn't even on Steam yet. They canceled that. Uh, it was a uh, Elder Scrolls Online. You can as well. Um, and it's not like Microsoft doesn't have their catalog of games on Steam. Uh, last year, they started adding those games back to Steam. Um, so you can purchase the Master Chief Collection on Steam, or you can go through the Games Pass. Um, and the people with the Games Pass, that install rate for Microsoft isn't really doing much for them. Um, you have it, it's installed on your computer, you're just using it to launch a game. If they open that up to a much broader audience who just doesn't want who who don't want multiple storefronts on their computer um because if you don't turn off like the auto launch and startup you just have epic xbox steam origin ubisoft rockstar blizzard you have all of these launchers popping up people want mm-hmm. everything to be able to consolidate it down and this is a good way to do it as well as uh, a good way for microsoft to get more eyes on their games offer the subscription through steam and still let people play it it's yeah. not like it would be difficult for them either with the games that rotate in and out or anything. And those games are also all available on Steam. Or if they're already on PC, they can just make them available on Steam and get more purchases of games as well if oh, they're yeah. an Xbox PC exclusive. So, yeah. And this sounds like all benefits to me. <laughs> it does. It's, I mean, you have the Games Pass, which is available on your iOS phone, on your Android phone, or whatever. Just Throwing it into Steam is not going to be that much different. Fair enough. I guess I didn't really think about it that much. So it looks like uh, Sony on their end is hiring a new head of mobile and reveals plans to pivot to mobile gaming. Not pivot, but push. Um, 
Mm. People would imply they'd be abandoning consoles. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be a poor. I looked at your your head for that and was like, uh, did I miss something major? What's the point of a PS5 then? <laughs> yeah, I, I I was just reading the headline. I'm fucking. I don't. Oh, that that totally says push. <laughs> but uh, yes, so it was. Hey, I don't know. You were thinking of that awful Friends episode. Pivot. Okay, no, I won't do that. We won't go there. Um. So, according to Apple Insider's report from the 11th, there was a Sony advertisement for a job seeking, um a person to fill the role of head of mobile for PlayStation studios in California. Um, I mean, it kind of makes sense. The PSP is gone. The Vita's on its way out. Uh, their PlayStation phone didn't do much. Why not just take advantage of other stuff, take advantage of stuff like the Apple arcade, put your games there. Um, Are you fucker? Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> huh? It definitely says pivot. Just keep going. Where does it say pivot? I'm putting a screenshot the fucking Discord. So I was like, I'm not. Tony reveals plans to push. I'm, I'm like, I'm not insane. I'm not insane. Oh, that's interesting because if you look at the uh, the actual yeah, no. If you look yeah, at the U- and if you look at even on there, if you look at the URL, it says that <laughs> URL. But it said, see, I just copied the headlines right out of Discord. Tisk tisk tisk. That's fucking weird. How how do they manage that? <laughs> I mean, I can explain exactly where someone tech dropped times, the ball in there, but it doesn't. Tech Times is not too tech savvy. All right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it kind of makes sense. You have other companies doing sort of the same thing already. You have Nintendo pushing a lot of their franchises to mobile. Um, other developers kind of doing other developing like uh, Sega's pushing games, pushing games out. Other smaller developers pushing games out like uh, just Gaia just finally got a mobile RPG. There's also a Saga, a Saga franchise, Gacha. Um, not saying Sony should put out fucking Gachas. Because they don't, they don't have enough anime waifus for a gacha, but they can put out something on mobile. They can put out like older games on mobile or whatever. Um, I'm definitely yeah. seeing ads for Disgaea all over the place on mobile. Ah, it's uh, it's fun. It's like the, it's like the regular games, but everyone from all five games so far in a gacha form. So you got to collect your waifus. Or mm. husbandos, I guess. Because there's plenty of male characters in the game as well. So, uh... But, on... Yeah, so also... Oh, sorry. No, um, go ahead. So this will be primarily working for the... For PlayStation Mobile, Inc. Um, they have a few mobile titles. Uh, PlayStation-branded mobile titles. Um, Uncharted Fortune Hunter and the Run Sackboy Run Endless Runner. But... PlayStation Mobile has also helped port games to PC. Um, everybody's gone to the Rapture, Horizon Zero Dawn, and they're also working on the Days Gone PC port. So who knows? Who knows how this will work? It's not like they're not familiar with publishing more than an endless runner or a top-down puzzle game. They've actually worked on full-fledged games and helped port them and work on the engine and update them for PC play. But uh, we'll see. Um, I don't know if this is going to be like a trying to kick the uh, 
PlayStation, the uh, Sony Ericsson PlayStation phone, the Xperia Play back into style because that just didn't work out at all. <clears throat> but looks like Sony's trying to head into mobile gaming, make more money because, you know, why not? Yeah. Well, and speaking of Sony making money, um, they are investing apparently another $200 million into Epic Games. Yep, and this was actually the uh, final investment in their strategy to invest $1 billion into helping fund Epic Games themselves. Um, So this was just the final investment by Sony and a larger planned investment. Um, So now, like, this isn't just... There's also other partners who funded Epic, um, Appaloosa, a Bailey Guilford, Fidelity Management and Research Company. So, you know, an actual investment firm, G, uh, GLC, uh, Sony being the main developer, console manufacturer and everything in these uh, pushes towards helping fund Epic. So I don't know if this means that we're going to still see more of the uh, special Unreal Engine stuff experiencing on PlayStation 5, like we saw with that uh, really cool tech trailer um, with the special ray tracing Unreal 5 had. I forget what it was called, but that was uh, midsummer mm-hmm. last year, like the Sony showcase. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's going to like help push that stuff only towards Sony. Wouldn't make much sense, but uh, Sony has invested now $1 billion hmm. into Epic for some reason. Wow. <laughs> that's a lot of money. Yeah. That's like, fuck you, money. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so shit, that's still not even as much as Microsoft bought Bethesda for. That's one seventh. Well, that's it. yeah. So it's, it's um, and it's it's funny because it seems like uh, Microsoft's wanting to start eating up these game companies, but Sony's buying a lot of stuff too because they're investing oh, yeah. in Epic here, and then uh, fuck, what was it that they that they bought up just not long ago? I'm brain farting on this. Uh, Bluepoint? That too. Not what I was thinking of, but also a good thing to add to it. That's oh, the only one I recall. Oh, fucking. Oh, no. They were there. Uh, Funimation. Oh, right? Sony already owed Funimation. They already, were looking oh, okay. Then it was the other one. Crunchyroll, the other one. Okay. Yeah. They were going to own them both. Delayed. Well, that's been delayed by the DOJ for fears of. Mm. somehow monopolizing anime yeah. well <laughs> they should really talk to japan on monopolizing anime i don't think there's a single u.s anime studio like even stuff with netflix or amazon it's outsourced to studios already existing <laughs> in japan wow <laughs> well on uh that topic of playstation we do have some good news in that PlayStation has announced that the PlayStation Store on PS3 and PS Vita will continue to operate. They heard public outcry, they heard snarky remarks from Microsoft, and they have pivoted their stance on it. That's good. I mean, I understand the PSP going. That's shit's like 20 years old. Mm-hmm. But I guess the PS3 is getting up there too. Um, but the Vita is still relatively within its life cycle. Plenty of 
poorer countries still play on PS3s and stuff like that, where mm-hmm. they can afford those older consoles where they are manufactured for much cheaper now. Getting rid of that digital access would just hurt Sony and the people using those consoles. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's a good thing. I mean, it's... um, I, I get why they might have wanted to, but you can't... <clears throat> I mean, there's people that, you know, yeah, this is their console, and they, they, they still want to buy stuff if they can, so you don't want to just take those platforms away. Um, I mean, I get that it costs them more, I guess, to maintenance the websites, but, I mean, it doesn't cost that much if they're not... You know, they're just maintaining it. They're not adding anything new to it. It's not that big of a maintenance cost for the fact that obviously there's still users if there's this much outcry over it. Right, right. So, um, and it looks like there are going to be some more PS4 games coming for free soon as part of Sony's Play at Home initiative. They have announced, they haven't given any specifics, um, but. They did say in a post recently, quote, thanks again to the community and stay tuned. We'll have another play at home update to share soon. Um, so we don't know exactly what, but you can expect to see uh, these keep rolling in. We, you know, a lot of these are kind of smaller and uh, indie, but we have seen some major titles like Ratchet and Clank and Horizon Zero Dawn. So remember, these are completely separate from PS Plus. These are just their stay at home initiative. So it's going to be just more free shit they're handing out. So that's exciting. And if you haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn yet, do it. No reason not to right now. Like literally, if you own a PlayStation, you have no reason to not play it. It's the complete edition, too, on PlayStation. So you get all of the Frozen Wilds expansion as well. And like, man, that game sucked me in. Like, I'm I'm well on my way through a through a new game plus at this point. Like, nice. That game is phenomenal. I I highly recommend it, and it's free right now, so get it. And then kind of going back on to what we were talking about with the PS3 issues, um, a lot of the worry was that CMOS battery, and if it runs out, then you're going to be dead in the water. Um, apparently they've confirmed that that's, that's an issue with PS4 and it's going to be potentially an issue with PS5. I think Doc had a little more on this. Um, I don't know. I don't know. To me, it just seems like with how long it would take one of these batteries to go out, it's, 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 it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Technology gets old and obsolete. I don't know. So these CMOS batteries, they're literally like five volt watch batteries. Just put a new one in and that's all you need. Yeah. It's. It's kind of it's a complicated a process on on some of these things. You got to you got to take the uh, the motherboard off the heatsink and desolder something else to get to it. Oh, on a console. Yeah, yes. but I mean, how long until that's realistically going to happen? Uh, I mean. There's going to be a while. I I mean, like, I. Go ahead. Like those batteries probably last twenty years at this point. Well, that's what it's okay. See, that's what I thought. I'm like, I'm not as up unless, on hardware unless, as I am software, but it seems like that's like a ten to twenty years. And it's like, you you hand me a piece of electronics. 
if, if you I mean, electronics, you, 10 to 20 years, that seems fair for any electronic device. I mean, you, you're people are getting mad because their PlayStation's not going to last more than two decades. Give me a break. And then, like, once the once the battery goes, if you can't replace it, if you still have your Internet connection and can connect to PS Plus, you can still play your games. The only the only thing it does is kill you if you're offline. Well, and it's yeah, because it's just uh, the re licensing that's important for it. Right. Or whatever it is. But basically, um, I just and it, I mean, I don't know, 20 years. It seems like you should uh, you should expect any electronic device you own to not work at. 20 years assuming you're using it regularly you know what i mean show me one other electronic device besides like a fucking calculator that's gonna last 20 years with daily use then i'm like i've got i've got old uh old games from the early 90s you know pokemon i can't save to uh to them anymore because the battery's dead Mm -hmm. It, it won't hold a save Yeah, and it's. I mean, um, yeah. Same could be said. I have an old. I have old Game Boys that still work. Cartridge batteries are significantly easier to replace the battery on, though. Mm -hmm. But like, and also, I mean, you're not going to that. I feel like that's even twenty years of like, if you're using it all the time, and you're not, you're not going to be using that thing all the time for 20 years you know what i mean just like i've had my super nintendo for 20 years but it sure hasn't seen 20 years worth of use right right like at some point you are going to upgrade and you'll dust off like put it on the shelf and maybe come back to it down the road your battery will probably be all right for a good while still yeah and unless unless you just abuse the the shit out of your system and yeah. Like, do standing reboots for like two hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, and and if, if in fifty years, if your kids want to use your old PlayStation and it's just the CMOS is gone, it's not working. I'm sure they can fucking find someone to bring it into to fix it for twenty bucks. So it's just I don't know. It seems like a non-issue to me, but it, I know a, a lot of it's. It, I I find it weird that so many people are upset about it. I guess it's just to me. I'm like, well, yeah, I don't your old shit's going to get obsolete. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. Yeah, I believe I, I'm, I'm not sure. I think I read that the guy who like figured this out, uh, removed the battery to see what would, what would happen and didn't actually have one with a dead battery. Hmm. So we don't even know for sure how long. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's those it's, batteries charge as you use them. So them actually dying will probably not happen until the console itself is rendered useless. Yeah. So, yeah. And and by like, it's it's cool to know now because now people are thinking about it and have figured out, you know, how to change that battery. And And by the time by the time it actually becomes an issue probably take it to any electronic shop and be like, Hey, I need the, I need this mod done. They'll be like, I 20 bucks. Yeah. Like you'll, you'll take it to your, your buddy's older brother who will have a, a, a desk in his like parents' basement still. And he'll, he'll do it for like 15 and then like, you know, a gram. <laughs> 
So the PS5 has some good news in that they're getting external storage support and more in their first major update. <coughs> yes. Um, good news so for the three getting... people who own one. Hey, there's at least seven because I know three myself. <laughs> That's the three. <laughs> but uh yeah, so you're finally able to use that external storage we've been promised because, you know, that tiny ass 500 or one terabyte drive ain't going to do you fucking shit when Call of Duty takes up half of it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this allows you to use them. Um, Sony is still working on allowing internal SSD storage expansions, so that's not allowable yet. You can you still just only have the external <laughs> the external storage available to you. Um, but this also does a few things to the UI. Um, you can share your play sessions with friends on PS4 as well. Um, you can now use remote play with the use of share play. And you can also join multiplayer st- uh, sessions directly from the dashboard. Um, also, that works if they're on a PS, if your friend is on a PS4 or PS5. You can now hmm. switch to non HDR video when playing games that don't support HDR. So this will help smooth out your visuals for a little bit if you're, you know, don't have an HDR supported monitor and whatnot. Um, but yeah, just a big quality of life upgrade, and you can put more than two games on your console now. Hmm. Well, that's always good. Well, that yeah, I'm gl- I'm I'm glad to know that at least when I can eventually get one, that I can have externals on it now. <laughs> If I can ever get one. Makes things a little bit easier, yeah. <laughs> so PlayStation Boss says that PS5 generation will have more exclusives. Uh, PlayStation Boss says things that they want to earn more money, which makes <laughs> sense. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> um, yeah, so a couple of companies talking about they want to have more new exclusives here. Um referring to an article later on we'll be talking about. But yes, Jim Ryan, Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO, stated that the PS5 will have more exclusive games than any prior generation of the PlayStation console. Um, That might be just because of how long it'll last, how fast they're going to try to pump it out, um, how many studios are going to buy up for exclusives, etc., etc. But he can be quoted as saying, we have been quietly but steadily investing in high-quality games for PlayStation. And we will make sure that the PS5 generation will have more dedicated software than ever before. Hmm. Um, he also said that Sony may seek acquire more studios in the future, um, like it did with Insomniac uh, two years ago. Um, so yeah, so Microsoft has also kind of taken this approach, but they're not kind of you know hamstringed to just their console; they have the entire PC side of things as well. So yeah. It's almost surprising that, um, you know, we're talking about Microsoft um, in talks with Valve and p- to put potential or the rumor to put Xbox Game Pass on Steam. I'm, I see I, it would make more sense to hear that about PlayStation, putting PlayStation Plus on Steam and doing more of a collab there because that would help them get more of that PC side. I'm surprised they're not trying to pull that PC market a little harder. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it's just you're using engines that already work on PC. 
Um, everyone's primarily using Unity, Unreal, uh, whatever else there might be. The companies who have their own uh, outside companies who have their own software they use for development and they work on both console and pc because i mean at this point consoles are just dumbed down pc hardware um they're just made specifically to run on a simpler os and just run the game itself and not worry about a bunch of you know other background shit running so i don't know why they refuse to do that it would just make them more money hmm and let's see, so uh, PlayStation patents an AI that plays games for you. I remember reading a little bit about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it, it could. That's not what it's meant for, but that's what the AI could do. So this was from Patent Scope, um, and it's actually from an older... It's actually from an older patent filed in April 14th of last year. Um, and so the patent was released today. Uh, what the what the patent essentially is, it's um, the artificial intelligence character is allowed to play specific parts of the gaming application for the user. For example, the AI character can proceed in automatic mode to complete specific game tasks that are difficult for the user. The AI will monitor how players act, creating a profile. Uh, so this would be like used for doing something like a repetitive task or something in a game. Like, I don't know, gathering components or something. Um, this also could be used for people who have various disabilities, which would not let them play through specific portions of the game. Like maybe button mashing something, something like that, a QTE or something. Yeah, I think a lot of it was accessibility features. Yeah, and that would be a that would be a great addition to have to something like this. So, well, and I think I think we covered this months, months, months back about I don't I think it was a rumor um, on a feature for I think it was newer consoles. So I don't remember exactly something about being able to take screenshots and then be able to like play your friend's screen. Like you you could take a screenshot and send it to your friend. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder if it has something to do with them trying to do something like that where you could take a screenshot, send it to a friend, and then it it records an AI that basically does like a ghost playing of your character. So like in a fighting game, you could it would learn how you fight, then you could send your AI to your friend and they could play you while you're offline to practice against your strategies essentially. I don't know, I'm just spitballing here. I know uh the the Forza Racing series will will create a driver avatar that appears in other players races based on your driving style there's a lot of racing games that um that do that there one of my favorite ones i a long time ago i used to work in a movie theater i didn't i didn't work for the theater but i worked for a shitty uh, market research company that bugged people within the lobby of the movie theater um and there was all these like arcade games inside the lobby and stuff. We'd always play them on breaks and off work and definitely not at work. Um, but one of them was a racing game that you could get in and play. And 
it would record you could put a profile in it and it would record your driving habits and it wasn't even necessarily just like a ghost driver doing exactly what you did but after you played it enough it would actually record your driving habits um and when you played other people in that arcade area it would um still you would be playing against those other people and it t had a camera take your picture and it would have your head above the race car and when you're racing people you can see other people that had played who you're racing against um and you can even register friends on it and you would be racing against them more often it was definitely the most like involved arcade game system i'd ever fucking seen did you ever see that Sasquatch? That was at the the movie theater that was right in the middle of town. The big the big Edwards twenty one. Edwards. I I rarely went to that movie theater. Honestly. Ah damn. Was it in an initial D machine? Because I know the initial D racing game uh, arcade cabinets are pretty hardcore. I don't remember the name at all now. I don't think so. But that's always really cool when you can do shit like that. I remember you the, the initial D machine I played on uh, would give you a little card so that you could take your profile to other machines. Huh. Mm. That's neat. I think this one just linked. There was two of them, one right next to each other. And I think they linked just between those two. Um I don't think it ever like linked to other machines in any other locations. I think it was like always local there. Hmm. Um, but I know you feel like registered. If you play, you could register on one of them and your profile would be on the other one right next to it. Uh, but I think that it was just those two linked. Yeah. I don't think the, uh, the initial D machine was linked to anything other than the cap mm -hmm. next to it, but you could take your, your profile and and leave high scores on another machine across town. That's pretty cool. So the last thing on PlayStation here is a potential addition uh, to PlayStation Plus that's being tested out. Uh, PlayStation Plus Video Pass. Uh, yeah. So I don't know exactly how this works. And while this was... Um, a rumor it has been confirmed that it is going to be a thing uh because not only was it a rumor prior but sony kind of spilled the beans by accidentally publishing something on their own website when it's so. it's i think what is it <laughs> poland it's actually live now um and they're testing it in poland uh yes so i don't <laughs> it's giving you access to over 20 movies and tv shows from sony pictures now, a new content will be apparently added every three months. Um, and I don't know why, but Sony believes that. And yes, it is live in Poland only because they believe that the Polish audience makes the region the best place to run a <laughs> testing phase. Uh, Maybe yeah. they have like the largest consistent amount of like. Poll participants. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, do I have power? <laughs> I disconnected him. There. Come the fuck on. <laughs> <laughs> you earned that kick. 
Okay. All right. So for Fortnite. So I mean, in addition, this is just no extra charge to your PlayStation Plus, but it it is kind of weird, a little weird thing, but whatever. Well, and I mean, every everyone and their mother additional content. Everyone and their mother is making a streaming application now for their for their content for their video content and trying to get trying to be the next Netflix. So it makes sense that they would try and do one and then just make it free for PlayStation Plus subscribers to lure people into it. I'm already lured into it. I, I play for PlayStation Plus already. Like, yeah, exactly. Give me more stuff. More reason to turn on my console. Yeah, guys, I have a confession. The uh, Koei Tecmo just released an entire game series on Steam, the Atelier franchise. It's all weeby anime bullshit. Um, I just bought it all. It was like three hundred and ninety dollars. I'm pretty sure I just saw an ad for a Koei Tecmo like sale on. Yes. Somewhere. I couldn't. I, I bought the bundles. They were 45 plus percent off uh, the new two games, Atelier Riza and uh, Riza 2. They were. 48 and 44 percent off i will play them eventually but uh yeah uh (laughs) (laughs) looks at near replicants still needing to be played (laughs) so uh fortnite character outfit uh from horizon zero dawn is coming yes aloy is uh coming to fortnite uh Gonna lie, Shoot bananas with Kratos and Master Chief. <laughs> because uh, everything's in Fortnite. The Fortniteification of. Zero Dawn game itself. Uh, no crafting, though. There's a new the Aloy Cup, which allows you which gives you a chance to unlock the bundle early. So compete in that and you'll get it early up. Oh, that bundles that, that they, tournament's over. Never mind. That's they need, they need to they need to launch a uh, a bow weapon into the game with it, with the character. And for some reason, Lara Croft and Aloy are teaming up for a special event. I don't know. Uh, Fortnite's weird. I did reinstall it though, just because I saw an anime waifu bundle. I was like, that's the only way I'll play it. Oh man, you're (laughs) too easy of a target audience. Oh, absolutely. Like, if (laughs) I'll send you a screenshot of the reason games added, (laughs) I don't think I uh sold how weeby these are. (laughs) They are fantastic turn-based rpgs though so if you're ever bored i just want a turn-based rpg that's like half just like easy crafting that's relaxing it's for you but yeah i'm a really easy target when it comes to weeb stuff <laughs> Have, did you see the uh the posts in my discord of the uh the alt colors for guilty gear strive yeah i did i went through there because i got tagged and something I'm like hey look i have a i have a mention and the hug club and 
it's uh yeah i saw the colors i saw people swooning over purple yeah yeah purple's a great mm. color uh but the ultimate edition exclusive color set uh it's it's black with neon blue accents and it looks super dope yeah yeah nice So uh, Activision is involved in a trademark dispute. Yes. So there is a web game called Warzone. Warzone dot <laughs> um, It's essentially risk. It's it's fucking risk. That's all it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, so the thing is, normally you have the large companies uh, sending out disputes like when uh mojong the minecraft uh developer and publisher created their game called scrolls bethesda sent a cease and desist to them fearing people would confuse the games uh mojong's not you know a small developer by any means anymore minecraft is immensely popular i think Bethesda's still larger and stuff and total revenue and whatnot but uh, normally you have big publishers sending these de- cease and desist letters to smaller developers, smaller groups with websites and games and apps and stuff that people might get confused with their stuff. I mean, honestly, I don't think anyone with half a brain cell is going to get confused this risk ripoff with Warzone from Call of Duty Warzone. Yeah, but actually, but in um, this day and age, that's quite the qualifier. It's no, it's Warzone.com sending the cease and de- desist letter to Activision. it's the tiny (laughs) tiny group (laughs) i'm guessing they've been around longer uh i have no idea i've never been to warzone.com it's just a crappy cheap risk knockoff (laughs) um so in november the creator of warzone the web game and its spinoff warzone idol are now available uh sent the cease uh november last year they sent the cease and desist letter to activision Saying that Warzone.com LLC would be within his rights to seek uh, and seek to enjoin Activision from using the Warzone mark and to recover monetary relief as results of Activision's infringing use. <laughs> I don't know what monetary relief is due to them, um, <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised if Activision threw in like a, a a bullshit little risk thing in some map at some point now just to kind of laugh at them. But, uh, <laughs> they totally will. Yeah, but Activision also filed a complaint back this month saying that Activision is entitled to a declaration that it has not infringed defendant's alleged trademark and is entitled to have its pending trademark applications mature to registration. Um, It also there's also more notes saying that the defendant claims that it has released Warzone to the public in November 2017, uh, two years before Hmm. uh, Warzone, a Call of Duty Warzone, but Call of Duty but Warzone is also tagged to Call of Duty Warzone itself. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I <clears throat> it's been a while since I studied copyright law, but it seems like they don't have much of a leg to stand on because people calling it Warzone is colloquial use. The actual name, like you said, is Call of Duty colon Warzone, and it can't really go into copyright infringement if it's half of their name and that half is the description after the title. So, I mean, even if it was the it's half of a title, that's a strong case. But the fact that it comes after a colon implying a description gives it an even stronger case. 
so it just doesn't seem like they have much of a leg to stand on. Uh, people, I get that people just call it Warzone, but that's co colloquial usage, and there's nothing they can fucking do about that. So, yeah. Um, honestly, I usually find these disputes annoying, bullshit, a waste of time, and everyone's money. I guess it's really just the defendant and. Uh, uh, whatever the other person's called money that they're wasting <laughs> plaintiff the person the plaintiff the plaintiffs and defendants the person filing whatnot uh it's a waste of their money generally and i don't know if much is going to come of this just because activision itself is too big it'll probably just be thrown out and generally most of the time these kind of just no matter which way it's going these kind of things just don't work out mm. uh mojong did win in theirs and <clears throat> retained the words use of scrolls in their game, even though the game itself flopped, so. So, Age of Empires 2 is getting a co-op and an expansion. Uh, yeah, uh, so the Definitive Edition, to be precise. Um, the big HD remake, um, hella fun. I hadn't played this for years, and I picked it up. But yeah, it's getting a co-op in the series, uh, and this is specifically for campaigns. Um, there are various little campaigns you can run through based on historical events and historical figures, and those are be given co-op. Um, and this this was uh, this was revealed during their Microsoft fan preview. Um, let's see if I can find the name of the uh, new expansion pack is titled Dawn of the Dukes, which is focused on Eastern Europe. Um, not much details aside from a new expansion pack what part of the world it's based upon but i don't know if you just look around old empires in eastern europe you'll pretty much figure out who's going to be at it what civilization is going to be at it so mm -hmm. cool <clears throat> and so they're actually adding this uh, co-op to every single already existing campaign plus new campaigns going forward so you can go back and play through like um, it's all the Huns campaign or El Cid's campaign or Frederick Barbarossa's campaign with a friend. I'm not sure exactly how it would work. Uh, probably still like just a normal deathmatch game of it, just with multiple people in the campaign running for one side. Who knows? Hmm. Let's see. So some word from the, the president of Nintendo first in that Nintendo is focusing on a new game series. Um, and also a warning about the Switch. Yep. So Nintendo president uh, Shuntaro Furukawa has stated in an interview that they are focused on creating new game series um, as well as pushing forward their already established game franchises. Nintendo doesn't really release a whole bunch of new IPs. I don't know if anyone's noticed this, but all of their franchises are pretty much all of their franchises from the Super Nintendo and Nintendo. Uh, they rarely have anything new and they're actually looking to push into creating more new IPs while still supporting their established franchises. Hmm. Um, and so uh, it comes as a quote from him uh, with the expansion of time spent at home, the range of entertainment as an object of consumption is expanding. Games are not a necessity of life. Um, in order for customers to choose games in their finite time, they have to be interesting. Competition is tough, and I am not optimistic. I myself am looking at setting various forms of entertainment in the future. We will focus on creating new game series as well as long sellers such as Mario and Zelda. So, 
I don't know why you wouldn't, we would say he's not optimistic, but generally the, the Japanese are very humble in these sort of releases and whatnot. So mm-hmm. probably all that's going on there. So hopefully we'll start getting some new uh, franchises out of Nintendo. But and uh, yes, he uh, he also said that the uh, switch shortage. Uh, w- he also warns that there will be switch shortages later this year. Um, and this is more of, and this is just coming along with the stuff they are pushing out there. Established franchises like Animal Crossing, um, Breath of the Wild, uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild Two is on the horizon. Um, and there's already a huge, huge demand for Nintendo Switches. Um, they are now just as scarce as the new Xbox consoles, the Series S and X, as well as the PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 5. What is it called? Digital? I think it's just, yeah, Digital Edition. Uh, all of the current consoles are very scarce. And uh, he says that this will probably continue later into this year. So if you're looking to buy a switch, probably keep your eye on any place that will stock them. And hopefully you'll be able to get one. Hmm. And I gotta say, doc, that, Eno costume is fantastic, right? Her redesign is phenomenal. Time traveling, witch rocker. <laughs> so some news on the final fantasy seven front. So um, some good news in that Final Fantasy VII Advent Children has been confirmed for a 4K HD remaster, which is awesome. That's going to be releasing this summer. Um, It's confirmed to be releasing on June 8th, which is just a couple of days before the new Yuffie DLC drops. Um, And there's they made a couple announcements about that. DLC dropping as well. There's not necessarily any new information. They just kind of reiterated what we already know. Um, talking about how you're going to be utilizing a slightly different uh, combat system. And it kind of played hints that there'll be a little more tandem interaction going on um, between Yuffie and the other character that they're bringing in. Um and it looks like they're leaning a little heavy into the Wutai connection to Avalanche, but um, they're they're still pretty vague about it. And there's like I said, it's it's nothing really new. They haven't given as much. They've just reiterated, and we're probably going to see them sort of talk a lot about it the closer we get, since that's going to be coming uh, June 10th. Uh, keep in mind that this is PlayStation 5 only, so <clears throat> unfortunately. Those of us who have the Final Fantasy VII Remake on PS4 will not get to enjoy it until said PS5 is purchased. And with – I don't know. With that and the other stuff that I'm seeing, I'm not keeping my fingers crossed for any PC version coming soon. Um, but it's looking like – I don't know. I'm starting to really hope there's going to be a PC version of the of Part 2 because I don't know how the fuck I'm supposed to get a hold of a PS5 at this point. So, Right. Um, hopefully we will have some more information coming soon, though. Um, some rumor mill from Square Enix. First, of course, we had a rumor that um, there was going to be an acquisition of Square Enix that that was definitely uh, already dismissed. So there, there was rumors coming in that, that Microsoft was going to buy Square Enix uh, just like they bought up Bethesda. 
and it said a lot of panic kind of going into the fan base, but they dispelled that pretty much the same day saying, no, no, we're not selling out to Microsoft. And I'm not su- – again, Not it's been a while since I went through business law, but I don't think Microsoft could even buy – Square Enix, because since it's a Japanese-based company and it's tech, it's um, digital media, I don't think that that an American-based company, I, I don't think a foreign company can ba- buy oh, a Japanese. Could. If I, I I thought there was a thing passed like in 2018 that if it's anything that has to do with digital, so, something about it being um, so having to do with they, digital marketing or something. If it, it basically if it's TV, movies, or video games, then they're not allowed to. So how they get around that is they create a essentially just a shell company managed by their main company in the home country. And then they use that. They they put their funds into that home, that new company, because, well, it's their company. They could put it. okay. that way. It's subject to Japanese laws. Yeah. But uh, buying out companies in Japan is generally just really hard because of overall monopoly laws and stuff like Mm. that. Well, either way, though, they, they have vehemently denied that it's happening, and it seemed like it was via surprising oh, yeah. move. Anyways, I don't know where that – I don't remember where that rumor came from, but it's definitely bullshit. Um, one rumor that had been going around that has been confirmed, though, is that they will be joining in E3 this year, uh, which, of course, is going to be a digital E3. Um, but at least that's something good to come out of it. We can expect almost certainly to hear more about Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker uh, when that comes. And they're supposed to be having a showcase for that particularly soon as well during the Fan Festival in a couple of weeks. Um, but I'm knowing them, they'll give some information at the fan festival and a little more at E3. And I'm, if I had to guess, I'd say E3 is probably where we're going to get the first, uh, little bit of information about, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. Uh, E3 is going to be in June and the Yuffie DLC is coming out in June. So if I had, if I had to bet, I would say that when E3 comes up, they're going to do a little advertisement about the DLC. Oh, the DLC just dropped three days ago or two days ago or whatever, however the dates line up. And guess what? An enter first teaser for part two. Um, that's my hope slash theory on it anyways. Um, but they are looking to start giving us some more information as we get into summer, which is exciting. I still just want it on Steam or PC. <laughs> yeah, that I might actually play it, but I might never get to it now. I just bought 15 fucking games. Right. Uh. So um, and I think you brought in one and one last thing on Square Enix where a manga artist has been teaming up with them. Yes, uh, manga artist uh, Hiro Mashima um, is teaming up with Square Enix for a new RPG um, called Gate of Nightmares. Um, uh, uh, Hiro Mashima is known for working on Fairy Tale, um, a very popular manga, which the anime has just also recently ended so um doc was saying he was really excited until he saw that it was on <laughs> a mobile but um i have played a f- few recent mobile games that uh, have been fantastic the uh former 
Final Fantasy Designer's new mobile game on Apple Car- Arcade is really, really cool. It's really, really good. Um, but back to Gate of Nightmares. Um, Jin of Fujisawa, uh, he worked on the Dragon Quest series. Um, he actually penned the scenario for the game itself. So it's it's being backed by a few industry veterans working with uh, Mashima. So he'll probably have his um, rather unique art style on it which uh, anyone can tell fairy tale when they see it, if they're familiar with any sort of anime. So, and it is, this will be for both iOS and Android. Um, Not much is known about it at all. Uh, It does look pretty good for a mobile game. So kind of stylized like every anime game is now, but yeah. yeah. Uh, it's going into beta in Japan shortly. Uh, nothing international wise yet, but um, most mobile games in Japan do come to a global Western release eventually. Yeah. So 18 Azure Lane characters have been removed from Chinese servers. This is a fuck China article. Or are, we, are we going back to fuck, it's a China? fuck China article? Yay, yeah. fuck China. <clears throat> so you. I uh, posted this article. I actually learned of this a couple days before I posted the article um, that I posted the article. I was like, oh, why not? Why not get a fuck China article? We haven't had one of those in a few weeks. Um, and so having the extra week between podcasts, I dived into it more. I tried to find out what about these specific ship girls they didn't like. Um, but it's 18 of them. There's like a, a list a of lot. ships. Like, and there is no actual rhyme or reason why these specific ones have been removed from the game going really? forward. There is nothing about them. Like, here's a couple. There's a couple here from the U.S. There's a couple from Germany. Here's one from Japan. Here's one from Denmark. It's just like a fucking random mix of ships. And I can't get it. Why? I can't figure it out. I don't know. Maybe it's because they have cleavage. But uh, hmm. uh, looking looking into the actual ships in the game, uh, there are way more revealing ones in the game <laughs> way more revealing hmm. outfits for your ship girls so uh, i don't get it um but china has a real issue against anything pornographic um part of their i don't know they have a war on porn they failed a war on trees so uh, war, they they have a failed war against birds like Australia against emus. So why not try to fight porn? <laughs> I guess. I guess. Um, wow. One of two countries to to lose a war against birds. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and so fearing a backlash from <laughs> the Chinese government for anything that might be considered por- pornographic, these ships have been removed. I don't know why these ships themselves, like I said, I looked into it. I couldn't figure out any rhyme or reason. There's still much worse ones out there. But uh, yeah. Hmm. Also to tack on to this. Um, another another gacha game removed a bunch of bunny girl outfits because in a quote, didn't fit the aesthetic or meaning of the game. Um, and it was also a Chinese developer, so they were probably afeard of being arrested and thrown into a gulag for the rest of their life for life for some uh, bouncy titties. Yeah, probably. <laughs> wow. uh, Arknights. It was Arknights. That's it. So speaking of censorship, uh, iOS to block 
all not safe for work designated channels on Discord via mobile app. What are you kidding me? This is a joke though, no. right? Here, um so no users, uh let me pull up the exact iOS information here. Cause it's uh it's actually just um uh, from one week ago uh, about the NSFW server designation uh, published by score themselves in their FAQ. Um, so, or FAQ, whatever. Uh, no users between the ages of 13 and 17 will be able to join or view the content of not safe for work servers. Fine, makes sense. Um, uh, yeah, when you try to join it, it verifies your account age and whatnot. 18 plus users attempting to join or access new NSFW servers on iOS will be required to opt into viewing NSFW content on desktop before allowed into these spaces. Additionally, a subset of NSFW servers that are specifically focused on explicit pornographic content will be blocked entirely on iOS. Um, iOS users age 18 plus will not be able to join these uh, pornography servers on the desktop and web versions of Discord. Good luck policing that. Holy shit. Uh, I mean, I guess if Discord manually marks your server as not safe for work, you're kind of out of luck. <laughs> yeah, but I don't see Discord as being like, all right, Apple, we're going to we're going to help you out with this. I, I think they're. I think this is going to fall on Apple to regulate any of a this. lot of a lot of this is because Apple has new recent. um stuff in their TOS that any apps that host not safe for work content like that, you have it's blocked until it's manually you're manually given access access through the app's owner's website. So you have to go through there to their website, say this account's linked here. I give myself access. I prove I am over 18, et cetera, et cetera. Well, and, and that That's makes generally it, what it is. There like there are bits out of that that made perfect sense. You know what I mean? Um but also, it seems like overreaching in areas, and like I said, it's going to be a lot of headache for their developers for the sake of Absolutely. being headache. Um, so, so the House of the Dead remake has officially been announced for Nintendo Switch. Yeah, so not entirely sure how this will work, um, huh. but it will have. Uh, it'll have arcade classic with modern graphics and controls and multiple endings like the actual game did have in arcades um so this is just a full-on <laughs> remake of the rail shooter from uh, 1997 uh the arcade rail shooters i'm sure everyone has seen them um i mean there have been various remakes like uh, remakes re skins like typing of the dead which is a, a typing learning version of the house of the dead but uh, yeah, hey, it was fun. It was a good way to get good at typing. <laughs> hmm. But yes, so this this is uh, it could also still be in development for the PC through Epic Game Store and Steam, as well as the PS4, PS5, Xbox One and Stadia. However, this is now only showing for the Switch. Um, House of the Dead 2 was the remake on everything but the Switch. House of the Remake 1, House of the Dead one remake is for only the switch uh not entirely sure how it'll work um so we'll find out it might just use the the gyroscopic aiming within the console itself like most nintendo controllers have anymore so yeah <clears throat> but it also says modernized controls i'm not quite sure what that means uh it's a rail shooter so 
I guess you could just move around your You'll crosshair with the joystick. Joy yeah. Just tap on the screen where you want to shoot, make everything easy. <laughs> yeah, they'll have to do something for the Switch Lite because you can't, you, you have to either like use actual Joy Cons. Yeah, yeah. Or they'd have to give you some other way to control it. <clears throat> I mean, it does say there'll be classic and modernized controls. So I'm sure if you're set up your TV, you'll be able to set up that stuff. So who knows? Yeah. Find out when it officially launches. See, so Amazon is... Wait, what? Amazon cancels its Lord of the Rings MMORPG. Uh, I, th- I thought this was awesome. something... When I, when I first saw this, I thought it was something different. This sucks. The show? No, I... Oh, I, so, um, also, you could throw this into your fuck China. Um, so this cancellation comes following a dispute between Amazon and uh, Chinese publisher developer Tencent. Mm. <laughs> so originally, Amazon Game Studios, alongside um, uh, Liu Technologies Holdings, um, were developing this game. Liu Technology Holdings was purchased by Tencent Holdings in December. Um, the former contract between Amazon Game Studios and Leiu Technologies Holdings was not honored, so they had to go back into new negotiating new negotiations with Tencent. Um, Leiu was not as in did not have as much of the Chinese government in bed with them as Tencent does. Tencent itself is ma- majority owned by the CCP. <clears throat> um. But uh, yeah, so an Amazon spokesperson confirmed that following Tencent's acquisition of Leiu, um, it had been unable to secure terms to proceed with the title at this time. Um, so the people currently based in the U.S. developing, uh, been working on uh, the MMO, have been shifted to other studios. Um, so it says, uh, and they were quoted as, we loved Lord of the Rings IP and are disappointed that we won't be bringing this game to customers. Um, so this is... It kind of joins to other Amazon games, studios, games that have failed uh, Breakaway and Crucible. Um, but all these studios developing them have kind of been like their own entity, which is Amazon paying them to do stuff. So they still have one game in development, which is uh, New World, which is still set for release in August. So that's the one that another I Amazon game about. like all of these games have failed for massively different reasons, too. It is like if a game can fail in a specific way. A game, Amazon Game Studios game has done it. <laughs> oh man! So some news on the hardware front. It looks like our chip shortage is not going to be alleviated anytime soon. Yes, Intel and TSMC both say the chip shortage could last until 2022 or beyond. No. Um, so now this can mean a couple things. This can mean before it's in excess and there's a huge backstock built up. Because, I mean, once they start ramping back up into full production, um, there will still be seemingly like a there will be kind of a shortage as people are buying product assets available, as opposed to what we have now, where they can't make it when they do sell it. It's immediately gone and we still have to wait. They're not even meeting. So they're not even meeting demand currently, um, let alone have the supply to meet demand. So. <laughs> Uh, Intel and uh, TSMC are trying to build new facilities worldwide currently to help meet up to this new demand. They're looking to spend with uh, 
with a, a 20 billion investment to build two new uh, factories in Arizona. So they're, they're trying to regain control of the market, trying to increase the supply to the demand that there is currently because people are still be waiting on their PS fives. They'll still be waiting their Xboxes. They'll still be waiting on their, uh, 30 eighties, their whatever AMDs up to now with their risens. Um, <laughs> so they're trying to catch back up to them. It seems like the, the chip manufacturer fly until 2022 or later, even with building new fabrication facilities. Mm. Well, luckily, it looks like when they do finally restock, you'll be able to buy them off Newegg with Dogcoin. Sir, that's DOG coin. <laughs> Get it right. So is this? <coughs> I didn't know you could buy things off Newegg with cryptocurrency hard stop. So uh, yeah, but uh, you can buy it with cryptocurrency now. <laughs> Uh, starting with the new egg, if you can get your hands on it, um, I hope you sold it because it's uh, it's crashing. But uh, hmm. yeah, you can now buy it with uh, your your uh, meme cryptocurrency. <laughs> nice. Have you have you been able to use like Bitcoin and stuff on new egg up till now? Then because I did yeah. not know that. That's neat. Huh. Most uh, a lot of the larger cryptocurrencies are accepted at various online retailers now. So I didn't know Newegg though. That's I haven't used Newegg for so long though. So let's see. So CD project predicts a record earning for 2020 and expect a $304 million profit. This this on the tail of them only uh, refunding about 1.6% of cyberpunk copies as well. Yeah, and that was uh, that was surprising to me that they only refunded that few. Now, that just might be people being lazy and not refunding it and waiting it. Mm-hmm. Or it also just means that um, a very small minority of purchasers were extremely loud on the internet which is generally the case. Mm. <laughs> yep. Indeed. But uh, yes, despite uh, their stock plunging to about uh, plunging about two thirds of its value, um, the outcry against Cyberpunk 2077, a uh, 304 million profit still for CD Projekt Red themselves. And that's considering the huge stock loss. That's a lot of money earned. From yeah. Cyberpunk itself. Uh, nice. I mean, they have exact numbers. Um, they won 13.7 million units of the game sold in 2020, which is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, they were predicted to have lost 1 billion US dollars, but uh, I guess not considering they made a profit. <laughs> that definitely did not happen. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, let's see. On that same thread, since a cyberpunk ghost story and uh, Synergia become the final PlayStation Vita games. Yep. 
So the developer, Top Hat Studios, uh, receipt, uh, stated in a press release that after extensive discussions and technical conversations with Sony, um, they have secured what may be the last releases on the PlayStation Vita platform. And now this will just be new developed games. Um, as we talked about earlier, the PlayStation mm-hmm. Vita store will still be open. There'll just be nothing new developed or pushed through with Sony's blessing to the Vita console and platform. Yeah. And uh, tell us about Near Replicant Sasquatch. You already have been playing that, yeah? No, I was oh, going to no. wait till after the podcast. Um, it'll just be later when I get to it eventually. But yeah, so uh, Near Replicant it. version. Yes, it is sitting in my Steam library. I'm hovering over the Play Now button. Um, Very I'll nice. probably stream it because. Uh, whatever i play why not but yes near replicant version 1.22474487139 includes content that was cut from the original game um you get the 15 nightmares which is a dungeon uh the four yorha which is uh scheduled to release the 22nd which which is weird because the game released today but whatever uh <laughs> Um, it uh, allows you to give your characters a costume from the Yorha, the Yorha unit from the game from the Automata game. Uh, you also get a guest cast from Nier Automata as well. So you'll get some new voice actors uh, appearing in the game. And you also have the Mermaid Princess episode. Um, it was originally just released as a short story and the original release of Replicant or Gestalt, depending on if you bought the western version or the japanese version you either got replicant or gestalt gestalt version a replicant being the eastern version um and it tells the story of a girl and a letter carrier who washed up in a coastal town so as well as just some randomly strewn dlc will be available for you to have for free so and the game launched today also i learned um 1.22474487139 whatever numbers else are there uh, that is half. That is the uh, square. That is a uh, half of uh, five. Uh, square root of one point five. So hmm. I don't know why. I guess I w- they just did it. I wonder what would happen if they did a collaboration with Kingdom Hearts. Uh, disappointment. <laughs> or like everything Kingdom Hearts is is disappointment. I'm, I'm just. I'm imagining the title would be like a full <clears throat> academic paragraph. Near replicant version Kingdom Hearts <laughs> 1.27 over 365.47 the third. Divided by four. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Konami has registered trademarks for Metal Gear Solid and or Metal Gear Solid Rising and Castlevania. Um, there's not a whole lot on this one um it's it's just that that's that's it that's it that's the headline is is it is it's what you get it's they've registered the trademarks but that's cool because it means that stuff's getting worked on right so um it could also just be that they had to re re up the patents for them oh i guess i mean if something yeah but uh hopefully it means we'll get a new metal gear rising game i liked it it was way different than the other metal gear games but if it was like ninja explosions and yeah you 
stealth and guns. You fight a U.S. senator as the final boss battle, and his entire evil villain monologue is nothing but perfect sense. Nice. Amazing. <laughs> I highly recommend playing it. It's just nothing straight up but a hack and slash. Um, it was made by, it was developed by Platinum Games, so they know how to make ninja slashy games. Um, but uh, if a new Metal Gear game comes from Konami, going by how bad Metal Gear Survive was, we're doomed. Because hmm. nothing says Metal Gear like a survival crafting game with no story. Still really salty. I bought yeah. that and played it too mm-hmm. long to return it. I'm like, it has to get better, right? I gave Final Fantasy 13 10 hours to get decent. <laughs> so apparently Taro Yoko is working on a new download only game that he can't explain. Uh Yoko Taro isn't that the director of Nier? Yeah. Uh, Nier. Oh, that explains that. it. Yeah. <laughs> no more questions on Thor's end. <laughs> um, so we uh, we had an article previously um, with an interview from both Yogotaro and the guy he's working on this game as well, um, uh, Yosuke Saito. Um, they were talking about how <laughs> Saito talked about how uh, Taro dragged him back in to publish and direct another game with him. And this <laughs> seems to be that mystery game. Um, he wants it to be kind of like a download only, only game, kind of like a uh, an indie style game. But he also can't even explain his own game. Um, he and I quote, it's a game that I can't explain. It's a bit of a strange game. I've created something mysterious that I have no idea how to sell. <laughs> it's a game that's somewhat off. I like it. I want people to play it, but I have no idea how to get them to play it. <laughs> well, first off, people are just going to buy a fucking game by Yoko Taro yeah, at I this mean, point. <laughs> put your name on it. Uh, um, uh, Saito did did note on the game that it is a uh, quote nostalgic, but with a new feel. Um, uh, he also said that it looks like it's going to sell really well after other various Square Enix staff complimented the game. So um, this came this information came from a dual live stream with both Taro and Saito for near replicants launch. Um, uh, hopefully they said they would release more information soon. So any, and, uh, Taro himself said that he will update the game, uh, once a month, at least until release. So hmm. there you go. Uh, this nice. is probably one of the few new games Taro said he was working on, especially considering he said he's working on a couple new near games as well. So, mm-hmm. I still want a new Draken guard, but yeah, whatever. So Rockstar has quietly made Max Payne three and LA Noir DLC free. <clears throat> yes. So um Rockstar took all of their games, took the all of their library down and away from Steam and other platforms recently. It was gone for like 10 minutes when they came back up. All of this DLC was included in their games for free. So, yeah, um, all the DLC for Max Payne 3 and Alien Noir are now free on Steam as part of a small update that they pushed. Um, sorry, disappeared for 30 minutes. Uh, Midnight Club 2 accidentally returned for about 30 minutes, though they took it back down, uh, took it back down. So some people were able to buy Midnight Club 2 again, even though it was removed for sale in 2018. So they accidentally uh, 
accidentally put something back out, which means that there's nice. going to be probably some like soundtrack lawsuits going back because that's generally why games disappear mm-hmm. is they can't retain the rights to music in the game without doing a lot of work. But yeah, so Max Payne 3 was okay. Elway Nar was really fun to play. Um, if you have those, all the DLC is free. I know I own them and I don't have the DLC, so hmm. I'll have some new content for some older games. Nice. But uh, Rockstar did a really cool Chad move. Let's see, Ann. Next in the wave of folks leaving Blizzard Entertainment is the <laughs> Overwatch director, Jeff Kaplan. Yes, and Kaplan himself has worked at Blizzard for about 20 years. <clears throat> Let's just call this the Blizzard um, Exodus now, yeah? God, nothing good has been coming out of their merger with Activision. Um, he did, uh, he did leave a message for his fans and stuff. Um, he does say that he believes that Overwatch 2 is in good hands with, uh, who was the assistant director, who is now the, you know, actual director taking over. Aaron uh, Keller will be taking over director on the sequel. Um, both Keller and Kaplan worked together in World of Warcraft when that was the game that they were working on, writing for and directing various expansion and aspects of. Um, Kaplan does say in his letter about his leaving Blizzard that he will be, he hopes to work on new and exciting projects in the future, which most people, unless they're completely retiring, will say. So we'll see where he goes to. Um, and we'll see how Overwatch 2 fares. Um, because I was talking to Doc before the podcast uh, when we were wondering if you had died or not, Thor. <laughs> <laughs> like, Kaplan was the most visible face in all of Blizzard. He would do, like, letters to the community in video format, like little fireside chats with updates, what they're doing, new stuff they're putting in the game, stuff they're taking out, stuff they're changing. And for him just to kind of leave is kind of a big shock. Yeah. Since... Uh, he was so much of what Overwatch was, so. Hmm. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. So, uh, one good thing, uh, speaking of Microsoft mergers, is that Discord has re- uh, reportedly rejected the buyout from Microsoft <laughs> and multiple other interested parties. Hooray. Yeah, and so everyone turned <laughs> Microsoft down. They're like, fuck you, get so... out of here. You got Bethesda, you got enough. But uh, yes, so this was kind of, they were kind of scouting to see what they would get for selling Discord while they were about to go public, seeing which would be more lucrative for them. And in the end, it seems like they are going to go public. Um, the purchase price for Discord was sitting at around $10 billion. So quite a hefty sum. That's more than Bethesda. But Discord also has a few more uses than Bethesda. <laughs> but uh, they scattered out the three buyers, which did include Microsoft. Um, it was kind of thought that maybe it was Discord who approached these. It's kind of still up in the air since these were rumors at the time that Microsoft was going to try to buy Discord. But uh, they just turned down all buyers and are going public. So, yes, that's what I was hoping they would do. Oh, I'll, I'll buy me some Discord stock. Yeah, I mean, it's way fucking better than your other options. What yeah. Skype is ass? 
Zoom is ass. <laughs> I mean, it would have been nice to have Discord pre-installed on my computer instead of fucking Skype, but right? no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Night-night. Night-night. Uh, we still got some more articles, dude. No, nine. I'm, I, nine. I'd say it's a software. They they need to add Discord to nine. Nine. It's a um. It's a packaging software. You go on there anytime you start a fresh machine. You can click all the popular things from Microsoft Office to Skype and hopefully soon Discord. And it just downloads one whole package so that you don't have to go and download all your little programs when you get a new machine or put a new image on your hard drive. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah, it's N I N I T E nine nine. It's super handy. Uh, anyways, um, on that same thread of Microsoft, it looks like Xbox Game Pass has added MLB The Show twenty one and Destroy All Humans. I think we knew they were gonna add MLB The Show, if I remember correct. Yes, and the Destroy All Humans remake was a new addition to the Game Pass as well. Um, So MLB The Show 21 did launch a couple days ago. Um, It was known that it would be added, but it is now officially available for you. You can now launch up a game on a Xbox that says Sony PlayStation Studios on it. So when it launches up in the opening credits or whatever, the, the splash screens for it. So you can now see PlayStation on your Xbox in an official game. Nice. Oh, and yes, the uh, the Destroy All Humans remake is now also available for everybody. Nice. Uh, Which is like Grand Theft Auto, but you're an alien. Yeah, I I, pl- I remember I played the original a little bit. I wasn't super into it, but I'm not super into sandbox games either. So makes sense. Uh, Discord is on Nine Night now. I just checked, so yeah. So if you have a new, ignore everything you just complained about. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just <laughs> yeah. If if you start a new image and you want uh, Discord instead of Skype, just go to nineight.com and kaboom, there you go. Um. So the last thing on Microsoft, um, they have removed Xbox Live restrictions for free Xbox games, which makes sense. Yep. So this was uh, <clears throat> this was kind of rumored a couple weeks ago, and it officially went live um, the twenty first, uh, being when it actually went live. That's when the article is from. Um, I could list off all the games as effects, but I will not because there's a lot of games on there. But yeah, any free to play game uh, previously, uh, you did have to have an Xbox Live subscription um sony removed that requirement from playstation plus a while ago i think at the launch of ps4 and uh microsoft finally just got around to it on (laughs) their console as well so it's truly a free-to-play game now nice And a new Virtual Fighter game has leaked on the PlayStation Store in Japan. Kind of a new game. Doc and I talked about this a little bit. There's not a whole lot of information. Um, it's Virtual Fighter Esports, and it's going to be on PS4. Um, I think you had a little bit of information about that too, right, Doc? Uh, I believe it's it's not a new Virtual Fighter. It's a port of a recent arcade uh game okay so new to console but not not necessarily new it's it's share it it looks like it's supposed to be uh what is it 
Virtua Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown. But it will be new but, to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it might be <laughs> updated. <laughs> so nice. more details to come, probably. Yeah. I'm always that's one of my favorite classic fighting games is Virtual Fighter. So underrated. One of the OG 3D fighters. Yeah. It was also super complicated. It was by far the most complicated one. And let's see, it looks like, uh, for those who haven't heard yet, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is apparently getting a remake, according to a report from Eurogamer. So this is pretty exciting. It's this this is a really great classic that I know a lot of people have been wanting and talking about wanting a remake for it for a little while. Um but yeah, apparently it is there's no not a whole lot of information on it yet as far as like when or any kind of timelines, just the fact that it is going to be happening. Neat. That's uh that's yeah, actually been from, on my list of games I want to play. Well, I guess now you can just push it back on your list so you get one that doesn't look like crap to be honest i tried playing through it again not too long ago i'm like i just can't do it the engine's old everything <laughs> it's um apparently from a company called i think i'm saying this right aspire uh, a texas company that specializes in porting games to different systems um not entirely unlike bluepoint so huh. um i mean and that's cool I, I think it's neat that they were seeing this niche rise in in Entire companies that specialize in like remaking and remastering games. That's that's a good niche to get into, really, especially for this day and age. I think yeah, I'm all for it. Let's see, so uh, Tales of Arise launches September 10th on Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, and PlayStation Five versions have been added. Yep, so this is uh, the next game in the Tales series from fuck, Bandai Namco. Um, the previous Tales games are fairly well received, and so we got September 10th PC and consoles for the next one. Uh, the reason it's kind of important that we have a release date for Tales of Arise is because the game was previously de delayed indefinitely due to issues the team experienced working under various COVID restrictions. <clears throat> um, so the Tails team, being a, a smaller team within Bandai Namco, didn't kind of have the resources available to them that, say, like uh, uh, the team working on Final Fantasy XIV and Square Enix did when they had to move to all digital because their production still continued mm -hmm. as normal. Um, they still pumped out new stuff, still pumped out new voice acting lines and content and everything. Uh, the Tails team and Bandai Namco did not have the same uh, experience working from home and working remotely as other developers did. And so having an actual release date for this game is rather significant, significant considering it was delayed indefinitely previously. Nice. And a new Battlefield game has been announced for mobile. Uh, and the next full game is being teased as well. <clears throat> yes. So <clears throat> previously, Battlefield had been like a year for a year game with a couple different various studios working on it. 
much like Call of Duty is uh, currently. However, DICE and EA decided to take a break and kind of revamp this series um, after what happened with one and five being that extremely popular. Um, And they also decided, hey, let's make a Battlefield game for mobile. (laughs) So the mobile game will be released ahead of the next full game. But the full game has been teased officially and they will have more information on it at a later date. Um, Oscar Gabriel's Oscar Gabriel Sin of Dice, their general manager, said it's always been our vision to bring Battlefield to more platforms. So after years of prototyping, I'm super happy to be able to let you know that our friends at Industrial Toys working closely with us here at Dice are developing a completely new Battlefield game bringing all-out warfare to smartphones and tablets in 2022. Make no mistake, this is a standalone game, a completely different game from the ones we're making for console and PC, specifically designed for mobile platform. It's being built from the ground up by iToys to make Battlefield an on-the-go reality, and you can expect a fully-fledged skill-based experience. So, it's going to be its own complete game, uh, separate but not different than Battlefield. So, Okay. Kind of expanding to mobile like many other games are. Like uh, you have Call of Duty mobile yeah. now as well. So which is something. It's, it's that, uh extremely popular. I think it's the most popular Call of Duty game out there. It's insane to I me just, that, that people would play a game like that on mobile. It's, now I'm, I'm not saying it's insane that it, insane that people play mobile games. I'm not one of those, but it it's insane to me that people play first person shooters on mobile. That's insane to me. Well, most of these mobile markets for games like uh, uh, Player Unknown Battleground on mobile or Fortnite on mobile or Call of Duty on mobile or probably soon to be the Battlefield on mobile, um, it's going to be people in con- in countries like India where everyone has access to you know their smartphone but not necessarily a console uh, or a PC. Yeah, that's where all the player base comes from. That's um, fair. Eastern Europe, the Middle East, India, China. Uh, I don't know second world countries what you'd call them yeah so gran turismo sim racing is a new is now an olympic sport yeah Hmm. so the international olympic committee announced thursday a new virtual olympic series um and uh (laughs) Among the various sports added, motorsports made the cut with Gran Turismo and a FIA partnership. Ooh, I wonder. So, if, hmm. yes, go for it. I was saying, I wonder if this is there was a push not even a year ago because um, I remember I, I talked about this a little quite a bit during a presentation I had at work a few months ago. There's a push uh, about a year ago to get esports added on to the official Olympic Games roster, and it was rejected on the last one, but it made headway. And the running theory is that within the next five years, esports in some form or another will be on uh, the Olympic circuit somewhere. And, and so this, this is this was so, one of my personal theories that it because people are like would it be winter would it be summer I'm like well what if they start making some sort of digital version of you know, something something else that's not winter or summer for things like this and this is kind of falling right into that theory it sounds like which is exciting for me. So these will actually the uh, special digital Olympic events will take place um from May 13th through June 23rd ahead of the Tokyo Olympics. 
So the start mm-hmm. of this is right around the con- right around the corner. Um, and this uh, FIA uh, Grand Turismo partnership is not the only um, addition to this digital Olympic Games. Um, the World Baseball Softball Confederation, Union Cyclist International, the World Rowing and World Sailing Organizations will also participate in the Digital Olympic Games. Yeah, it's only um, a matter of time, I'm telling you. I'm not sure how cycling or rowing or sailing will be represented in the Digital Games, but uh, it seems to be a push by the uh, Olympic Committee, the International Olympic Committee to get as many people involved with each sport responsible for creating the virtual Olympic stage and hoping that the esport aspect of it will draw the younger audience from the digital events prior into the actual games after. Mm-hmm. Nice. That, that's exciting. It's an exciting precedent is what it is. Yes. So um, let's move on to some weekly updates on our TV and movie updates. I had a couple of things. Um, one, Tom Holland, um, which we always seems to, it seems like you always get a lot of Spider-Man news coming from Tom Holland. Um, really, but, Spider-Man news from mm-hmm. Spider-Man? But um, apparently, the uh, <laughs> the Spider-Man movies, the MCU versions with Tom Holland, are going to be added soon to Disney Plus in a new Sony deal, which is exciting. That will make it to where all MCU movies are available to watch on Disney Plus. Right <clears throat> now, the only ones missing are the Spider-Man movies because of uh, fighting with Sony, which looks like will be resolved soon. So that's awesome. Um for those of you that want to kind of watch the entire – binge the entire MCU this summer, you'll be able to do that hopefully. Um, I need to go back. I don't recall if it said exactly when. No, no, it doesn't. There, no uh, – oh, sometime between uh, – let's see. Um, yeah, no, it doesn't say any time when, um, but that pl- future titles will also likely be added as they're released. Uh, oh, Yep. Nope. Yeah. No, no good time. So at some point we just don't know when, but, um, and then also Netflix is cracking down now on account sharing and they're even adding new measures. Um, in some countries they're testing features, um, and they don't describe how they're detecting this, but basically you have to go in and verify, that you are the user of this Netflix account when you go in and use it via a text or an email code. Um, and it's Yay, all part of features. It's it's all part of features that they're, they're trying to crack down on, on people not using it. And it looks like it's even um, like, it's actually people that are using someone else's getting the message. The actual original account owners aren't. So they have some sort of algorithm that's detecting like, Hey, the probably this, this IP is using it a lot more often than this IP. This is probably someone not in the same household. Um, and it's not happening here yet. Um, but it is happening, um, in some areas, which means it will be here eventually, probably. And let's see, I think you had a couple. I remember, I remember reading an article not too long ago 
about a bunch of major Hollywood studios, um, places that rent movies, uh, so Vudu, all of those sites, investing in a camera-based addition to their services that you need to install that detect that detect how many people are present. What? And then they you purchase tickets for those movies based on how many people are present in your living room. And then if like someone else walks in, it stops the movie until you purchase an additional ticket for them. That's fucking so, absurd as shit. And so honestly, um sending me a text message to make sure it's actually me accessing my Netflix. Not only does that stop other people who have access to your Netflix, you don't want to have access to it anymore because that shit remembers your password forever on the device. Mm-hmm. Um, another form of the authentication. Not too. I'm not too worried about it anyways. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I have my own Netflix. I don't give a shit. Like I said, it's uh, you know me. I'm a proponent for two step authentication. So adding that is always good. Um but there's definitely they, they didn't really tell people about it. It just started kind of popping up and sent up some alarms for some people. Um, but I mean, it shouldn't be that surprising because, you know, they keep upping Everything their rates. Yeah. And, and they keep upping their rates. They're trying to make money. Um, of course, they're going to want to make sure that you are the person paying for the account. You know what I mean? So it's. Um, and, and you're right. They're probably, they're probably wanting to add actual good two-step authentication to their systems. And this is a good way to a add that two-step authentication and B fix this problem that for years, they probably try been trying to figure out how are we going to do this? Now they kind of have a catch all to both uh, a solution to both of those things. So it's not that surprising. I don't think. Uh, I think you had something as well, didn't you, Doc? Something about aliens? Aliens? Uh, well, alien, yeah. Aliens? Uh, due to the Fox merger, Disney acquired the rights to the Alien franchise. Oh. And uh, it sounds like they might be doing a reboot. Well. Which I was excited for, but they have uh, decided to not go with Ridley Scott's script. Mm, don't like I mean to be fair there's no way fair. it can be as bad as the Predator reboot where <laughs> are you guys aware of the Predator reboot at all uh, the 2018 the Predator in 2018 I'm aware are you Doc uh uh-uh, uh I missed that I'm going to I'm going to give you like the most we, basic we could let them live in that is 100% accurate. Are you ready? <laughs> ready. The predators try to weaponize autism. What? <laughs> let that sink oh, in. You can back me up on that, right? Just let it sink in. Just let it happen. <laughs> oh. I mean, if they if they succeed, we're fucked. <laughs> That's how autism works. <laughs> You're gonna make a bunch of socially awkward predators who can't look at the victims in the eyes and they're scared of the noises made by their rockets. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it was. It was not a good movie. It's not good. If you want a good bad. predator movie, um, watch Predator the Musical on YouTube. 
Oh. That is truly weaponized autism to its fullest extent. <laughs> and it's nothing but pure bliss. Oh, man. Wow. Have you seen I mean, it, Thor? No, I have not seen I'll, the I'll Predator send it musical. To you guys in Facebook. Good lord. It's only like four minutes. It's perfect. Three minutes and 33 <laughs> seconds. Oh, I am probably man. responsible for like 300 of its 4 million views. Ah, oh, it's so beautiful. But yeah, that's uh, mm. off on getting off of that tangent. Yeah, uh, it can't be as bad as the Predator reboot. That it was so bad that they're scrapping it and saying it no longer exists for their next reboots. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Yikes <Yeah>. is right. <laughs> I wonder. I don't think you can even. Yeah, there's nowhere you're gonna wait. Yeah, no, there's nowhere you're gonna stream that shit. No one wants it. Predator, the predator, the predator. It's probably on Amazon. It's well, I mean, yeah, but you get for four bucks. I don't. Uh, I mean, don't pay four last, bucks for it. Last weekend, I rented a Nick Cage movie called Jujutsu, and it was fucking awful. <laughs> I only made it through it because I was watching it with other people, but. uh the synopsis for that one is uh, the Predator creates Mortal Kombat. <laughs> nice. In a Nick Cage movie called Jiu-Jitsu. Yes. <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu. Okay. Okay. Jiu-Jitsu was passed down by this alien to humans to be able to fight him in his Mortal Kombat. He would come to the Earth like every 13 years and people are branded with Jiu-Jitsu and then they have to fight the alien. Honorably. And if these people fight the alien honorably, he'll just leave no matter what. You don't always necessarily die. If you just fight him honorably, if he thinks it's an honorable fight, he'll just move on to the next one of the 13 or however many there are. Instead, these assholes try to fight him not honorably the last time through in the movie. <laughs> uh, and yeah. let's see. So. Uh, looking at some of our RuneScape news for this week, quite a bit going on. We just ended our skills week, uh, and this week we're moving into combat week. So you can look for 50% extra XP in any of your combat skills. Um, and, of course, they have dropped the two new bosses um, with a few new items that will come with that as well in the Tier 90 area. So that's nice if you're into the PVM. Um, it's the Rex Matriarchs. So it's uh, you are going to have to be in um, the Arcana area in order to unlock those. And they should have a very... Uh, it's a very Dagonoth Kings throwback. Um, so there's three of them, one for each battle style. Um, so definitely check that out if you're into PVM. Um, and being that it's combat week, this is the absolute best time to do it. Um, as Along with 50% gain on combat XP, there's also essentially free death. There's no reclaim cost on death, so dying is free for the week. Um, and Ring of Death and Ring of Life charges won't be used. Um, reduced invention drain rates, as well as double Reaper points and double Slayer points. Oh, it's, no, it's it's double combat and Slayer XP. So it was plus 50% XP on Skills Week, but for Combat Week, it gives us double XP. Um, and speaking of double XP, we're 
having our next actual double XP event. Uh, we don't call it double X. We don't call it double XP weekend anymore since it lasts for longer. You get the 48 hours of double XP to use this time. It looks like it's going for an entire 20 days. So May 3rd to May 24th. Over that time, you have 48-hour timer of double XP, which you can pause and use uh, as usual. It works on everything except archaeology, um, and as usual, archaeology will not give double XP for anything except excavating and screening, but it will give double precision. And the last thing is our Final Fantasy XIV updates. So if you haven't seen yet, 5.5 is now available. It is excellent, albeit short. Um, yes. and, and I do agree because when you said that, I'm like, well, they're all kind of short. But when I played, it, I was like, OK, I, this is very short, but it's very good. Um, <laughs> um, the dungeon was I really loved the dungeon. Um Oh, the dungeon was great. It you got to start. You got to see the new learner. You got to see the lunar variants of two of the primals. So it, it was it was a phenomenal. It was very, very, uh, very visually fantastic. And I actually just really like. See, I, I, I play I play magic. I play casters. Right. So there's it didn't have any moment it, at any given time. There is pretty large groups of mobs without stressing the tank to go from one wall to another. So I felt felt very comfortable using AOE throughout the entire dungeon without having to stress the tank. And that was really cool. So it's a very caster friendly dungeon, very visually spectacular dungeon. Um, the storyline wasn't summed up. It, it was a little more cliffhangery than I would normally like just because extremely it, just, but, um, but man, it's, I'm excited. I am full hype for Endwalker. Full I fucking hype. Better be what was picked up from behind that fucking pillar by Thanos. You said that, and I was like, okay, so he, he's going to grab a scythe, right? And then and then it shows that, and there's this huge pillar block, and I'm like, ah, last fucker. quest. Ah, Give fuck. <laughs> I, I agree, though. When you said that, I think a scythe would make sense. And how you I don't know where you got that idea of basically the reverse red mage. But I think that would that would be a fantastic idea. I would be super into it's, that. It's based off what's his name from uh, Shadowbringers, Raj Tai, Raj Tar, whatever. His oh, name yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the general the, for the, the, uh, dick, dickhead general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. When okay. you find him in his last iteration. And he, he has the scythe like, melee, and then he bursts into magic from range. I remember, I remember thinking that too when he was doing that, but I didn't, I didn't know if that was because um, he starts out using monk stuff, and I've I've never gone through monk very much, so I didn't know if it was just some high level monk shit he was using. Monks or, don't get scythes. Well, no, minus the <laughs> obviously minus the scythe, but there's a lot of of bosses that'll be given extra shit. You know what I mean? But it was the the dragon things. I didn't know where those came from. I didn't know if those were from Monk or something from him. Mm, okay. But um but yeah, I remember seeing I remember thinking that on his uh what I originally saw that when we were originally kind of spitballing what we thought it might be. Um but I guess we'll just yeah, we'll I, I agree though that uh I, I think a scythe would make sense. It's been teased. It 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 fits. It would it fits for 
the kind of hinting at necromancer or reaper, whatever it is, which they definitely, he, you know, with his shirt that had the skeleton on it, he was definitely hinting at that. I think it all, I think you're right. It all kind of fits in together. It makes sense. There is one tiny scythe weapon too available for the conjurer. I think it's, you can get it as a, as a glamour. So that's the only other scythe in the game aside from what Raj uses. I'm surprised that there's no uh, scythe esque, uh, like lances for dragoons or anything. You don't stab someone with a scythe. No, that's true. It, oh, yeah, it's very, very piercing based, isn't it? So, yeah, it that is. makes sense. <laughs> All right. So, what have you been playing this last two weeks, Sasquatch? Uh, a lot of Final Fantasy. I'm leveling up alternate jobs to go along mm. with my Gunbreaker main. Um, I guess I can just look at my Steam library. I've been playing through It Takes Two um, with a friend. It's a really, really fun co-op game. I highly recommend it. It's hilarious. Um, fun thing on PC, only one person needs to own it. The person you, anyone who wants to play it with you, they just need to download what's called the It Takes Two Friends mm. Pass which has a built-in demo of it. But then if you're invited to the person who owns a game, you get to play through the full game with them. Oh, um, nice. The, uh, the team they've written it. It's very fun. It's very funny. It's very, it's very visually appealing. Um, <clears throat> I got to kill my daughter's best friend <laughs> and then make her cry while bathing in her tears. Oh, so. Oh my. <laughs> I felt awful doing it the entire time, but I had mm-hmm. to, to progress. So, yeah. Um, it was yes, you killed the queen in the process. It. Yeah, I had to do it. Had to. I mean, we could have quit the game, but that wasn't an option. <laughs> I had to see it through. <laughs> I had to get Man Cody back to their original size and not be a little wooden and clay doll. Mm. Um, every level in the game is like a completely different mechanic. Um, they utilize different tools and stuff. So, like every time you go through a different level, you're playing a different game almost. You have like a grappling hook and jumping. It's a basic platforming throughout it all. But otherwise, other than that, every level is almost a completely different game. So it's been really, really fun. Have one main level done and a little bit more done uh, to do. But uh, yeah, other than that, I'm almost finished it. Um, I've been playing Outriders a bit more as well. Uh, Genshin Impact. And I'm about to dive into some near. Nice. How about you, Doc? What have you been up to? Aside from my my regular Guilty Gear gaming, uh, I have been plowing through Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. What chapter are you on now? Uh, Sixteen? Oof. Maybe Man. I'm, I'm I'm in Shinra headquarters. I've I've gotten to the sixty uh, fourth floor. I just just listened in on the uh, the Shinra executive meeting. Mm. Yeah, you're getting yeah yikes. We definitely need to have a post mortem video afterwards. But um, <laughs> I definitely at least when you like are. Getting close to the end of chapter 16, getting on to 17, you should definitely uh, flip on Discord so uh, I we can we I can be there. You when just you go want through. to hear him. You just want to hear him cry. Yeah, I, I, I need I need a live <laughs> reaction. I do. I need to hear the live reaction. 
from right, from him. All right. It needs to happen. We can arrange that. All right. On my end, um, I've actually also been playing Final Fantasy VII. So with Doc playing so much and talking about it with me so much, it got me wanting to play it again. So I've been going through hard mode and picking up my trophies. I'm not doing the Let's Play yet. I'll do that later this summer just because I've had time constraints. Um, But I have been having fun just going through hard mode especially because since i've already gone through it once i can kind of casually go through hard mode play through some stuff pause it go do whatever i need to do for work working from home and then pause it go back and i can kind of pick at it a little bit kind of like i usually would call a duty where i you know would play a match and then go do something else um so it's been it i really enjoyed that after I kind of digest it almost as a movie and walk through the game, I can go back and it has that replay value because the actual gameplay is so much fun, especially in the hard mode. Um, you could tell it's designed to assume that you're pretty much maxed out going from level one in hard mode. So everything is completely skill based. There's no grinding to get through a part. You have to learn the mechanics, which is cool. Um, and then I've been playing, of course, RuneScape and Final Fantasy XIV as well. Got myself all caught up on Final Fantasy XIV. Um, and that's about it on my end. Yeah, Doc, <clears throat> we got to get you caught up. Uh, Dirt Wizard's caught up too. I think she just got there tonight as well, the end of 5.5. So it's just Doc and Dogsathoth that need to catch up. Too many games. Yeah, I know the feel. All right. Well, see, once you get caught up in 14, though, it's not like, wow, you're not required to play it daily. So exactly like I just picked it. I hadn't played in over a week, like maybe two weeks. I just picked it up, got through 5.5, had a really good time. And now back to doing what I'm doing on seven. It's much more uh, bite sized than something like, wow, or uh, or. uh, I don't know. I can't think of another good example. I don't play MMOs. I just redownloaded Star Wars: The Old Republic to see how how it had changed in the like last few years since the last time I tried to log in, and and for some reason it just tried to it tried to full screen across both my monitors. Oof. Hmm. So I helped F four out of it pretty quick. <laughs> oh, speaking of login, and since we were just talking about two-factor, we're talking about Netflix. Don't forget, I don't know if I can't remember if I've mentioned you can add two-step authentication to Final Fantasy XIV, and if you do, you'll get a free um, free teleport. You can turn any Etherite into a teleport that you can just go to for free, like return, except for with no cooldown. It's just a free, always free teleport. Huh. All you got to do is add the it is kind of a pain because you can't use like Google Authenticate or any of the normal two step apps that you probably have on your phone. You have to download their special Square Enix um, authentication app. Um, But I mean, shit, for free teleports, however much you want, it's with that combined with my return and my three uh, favorite teleports, I can pretty much get around anywhere in Eorzea for uh, and combined with our um, our uh, goblet teleport, uh, I can pretty much get around anywhere in Eorzea for less than 300 gil, no matter where I'm at. 
I don't know, 999 gil just isn't that much. <laughs> That's a mob in a dungeon you're running anyways. Yeah, I'm pretty sure transportation is the only thing I've ever spent gil on. You'll start spending it on other things eventually. No, I don't think I will. Uh, I think Thor died. There is. So no, I I can pretty much guarantee you will <laughs> later, Doc, because that's that's what you spent. That's one of the oh, there's two things you spend money on in game: housing stuff and glam stuff. And I know you do the transmog stuff, so that's like that's what you want Gil for is buying outfits and shit. Yeah, that does get expensive. That's, that's like the use for Gil is is cosmetics and housing stuff. That's the well, whole that, reason I'm having so I'm much of everywhere a... for the rest of this game because I ain't paying no transportation cuts. <laughs> I am saving. I mean, it is it is it is. Uh, actually, if you do use your company seals to buy crafting mats from your grand company and then just sell them, that's nothing but profit because uh, you kind of run out of uses for it. Besides that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for the yeah, the, the grand company seals, I use all of mine for ventures. Pretty that pretty much exclusively ventures. Yeah. Um I make so I I make <laughs> I make money hand over fist over ventures. But I have four different retainers, they're all max level. So they, they I mean my retainers alone with ventures bring me in like a few hundred thousand every time I do a good session. All right, so it looks like that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Our main page is at facebook.com slash darkfeathergaming. And you can find us on all of our other various channels and properties, which you can find in the description and or comment section below. Thanks so much, and have a great rest of your evening. Have a good night. Johnny. <laughs>